Broadway for Wednesday, January 31st, 2024. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm exhausted Grace Aki. Grace, you have had a very, very busy day (laughs) on Tuesday. We will get to all of that at the end of the episode. But unfortunately, we do have a fairly somber uh, set of news to actually talk about today. As everybody in the theatrical world has almost undoubtedly heard by now, we lost not one, but two Tony-winning icons on Tuesday or late Monday and we got news on Tuesday. The two stars that we lost, and we will talk about both of them, are the icon of both stage and screen, Cheetah Rivera, as well as three-time Tony Award winner, Hinton Battle. We will start by discussing the late, great Cheetah Rivera. And if you are listening to this, I probably don't have to go through a huge Rolodex of Cheetah Rivera's life and career, but I will just kind of go through some of the highlights She appeared in 18 Broadway shows, dating all the way back to being a replacement in the original Broadway production of Guys and Dolls. She had 10 Tony nominations, including two wins, in addition to a Lifetime Achievement Award. Grace, what I don't think I realized was the fact that she did not win a Tony Award for the original production of West Side Story. She was not even nominated for the original production of West Side Story which is just crazy to me. Her two wins came for both actually Candor and Ebb shows. The first, The Rank in 1984, and then nine years later in Kiss of the Spider Woman. In addition, she also became the first Latina and the first Latin American to be honored with a Kennedy Center honor. She also was a Presidential Medal of Freedom recipient. And if you've been paying attention to Broadway news over the past five, six years, they renamed the Astaire Awards after her as the Cheetah Rivera Awards. Those are the awards that recognize both dancers and choreography. The number of shows that she did throughout her time is incredible, but she continued to work up until recently. Grace, you and I saw her host a concert less than a year ago. Uh, She passed away uh, just in the last couple days at the age of 91, but she was last on Broadway in 2015 with The Visit. She had done Mystery of Edwin Drood in 2012 and 2013. She just kind of continued to work and do concerts. I saw her at the 92nd Street Y do a solo concert, and she was an incredibly important person not just because of her talent and her charm and her personality, but also in terms of breaking barriers and being a light of representation for a lot of people who, before her, never really got to see any person of color on stage have the opportunities that she did. Obviously, her biggest first breakthrough role was in West Side Story playing a Latina, but she went on to kind of play roles that could be played by by anybody of any walk of life and, and background. So an absolute legend, a star, and somebody who will be very, very sorely missed Grace for many years to come. 
Um, I got to very briefly meet her on the stage of the Carnegie Hall anniversary um, at the Knockdown Center, I think in Queens, of West Side Story, where she individually talked to every single cast member, even like every member of the ensemble to thank them for their beautiful work. Uh, an artist in every degree. And she obviously like stopped the world with, with this loss today. I mean, I, I'm serious. Like every text group chat, et cetera, just blew up. Um, and it's just, she's so felt and missed already. And I want to talk about Hit and Battle as well, because as somebody who won three Tony Awards, we don't talk about Hit and Battle all that much, mainly because he transition kind of away from performing more or less two plus decades ago to work just as a choreographer. But he is a three time Tony Award winning actor. He won awards for Sophisticated Ladies on Broadway as Best Featured Actor. He won another Best Featured Actor three years later for The Tap Dance Kid. And then again in 1991 uh, as Best Featured Actor for the original production of Miss Saigon. So he won three Tony Awards in a 10-11 year period. He also appeared in the original Broadway cast of The Wiz, which is obviously coming back to Broadway here. He originated the role of the Scarecrow on Broadway. He also replaced in Dancing and in Dreamgirls and in Chicago, and he went on the road in uh, uh, many of those shows as well. I first, well, maybe not first, because I probably heard... um, Miss Saigon first. And I love the song Bidoy, which is like the big act two opener that he originated. That's like my favorite song in that whole show. But where I really like took note of who Hinton Battle was, Grace, and this might be before your time or maybe you caught up with it, was as a jazz singing tap dancing demon in what I think is still possibly the greatest episode of television ever made. The once more with feeling musical episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Not only did he play the demon suite, but he also did the choreography for that episode. So Hinton Battle, somebody who went on to create his own dance school and did a lot of choreographing. He did return to the stage in an off-Broadway production called Cindy the Musical, but for the most part, he worked as a director and choreographer for the last 20 years or so, but really an absolute legend and somebody who might not have gotten the recognition because he did step away from performing, but was really instrumental in a lot of shows that impacted a lot of people for many years. At the end of the episode, I will have Feel good recommendations for both of them, of course. So uh, stay tuned for that and you can check them out in the show notes. Grace, let's take a moment real quick to pause from the news today and talk about our sponsor, BetterHelp. So much of who we are as a human being and how we feel about our lives is our relationships. And unfortunately, when we lose people, whether they are loved ones, family members, colleagues, friends, or even just artists whose work has inspired and and touched us, it can be difficult to process those losses. And that is where something like therapy, and especially with better help with the ease that you can talk to somebody, can really help you work through all of those challenges. Depending on what the relationship is, if you lose somebody, whether it's personal or professional or romantic, it can be hard to figure out how to process those feelings and how to how to work through all the conflicting emotions that go with it. But that is why BetterHelp, which is an incredible tool and resource for accessible therapy, can be incredibly important in times like that. 
The thing is, is that we, even though like it's still, you know, brand new year, brand new me, sometimes we're still left with like a lot of last year's trauma or whatever. And I personally am also like still going through all that stuff. And I think that there are more accessible ways than we believe to kind of access this price of our brain that we're dealing with, whether that's through a loss or through um, relationship stuff. And BetterHelp is the kind of fastest way to get through a lot of that gunk. I know that we have uh, tons of different avenues to deal with mental health in this world, but BetterHelp is always the first thing that I recommend to people, especially ones that have never dealt with therapy previously. It can be a really scary road to walk down, but you're never alone with BetterHelp. So become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not, by visiting betterhelp.com slash Broadway today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash Broadway. All right, Grace, let's run through some news and the website showbiz411, which has a pretty good history of of getting these types of stories right. Roger Friedman in that publication had an article about what is currently just considered a rumor, but seems pretty great to me about the one and only Denzel Washington potentially returning to Broadway next spring. So spring 2025 with a new production of Othello. Uh, the last time that Denzel was on Broadway was in 2018 with The Iceman Cometh, which was just an unbelievable production. That's one of my favorites of all time. The rumors say that playing Iago could be either Adam Driver or Jake Gyllenhaal, both of them Broadway alums, both of them wanting to come back. Of course, Kenny Leon is a likely candidate, the article says, to direct the production as he is Worked many times with Denzel, but so is uh, George C. Wolf, um, who actually directed that production of of Iceman. So I would be all for this. I would love this. Um, a, apparently, an insider uh, to four one one said that it can't happen this year because Denzel has too much going on. So spring twenty twenty five is what makes the most sense. So look, anytime you get Denzel Washington back on Broadway, I think that is a good thing. I think he is one of the greatest living actors uh, working on either stage or screen and having him do a Shakespeare production like this, I think could be pretty, pretty epic for, uh, for Broadway and for the Tony awards next year, Grace. Yep. That would be super cool. Do you have a preference Adam driver or Jake Gyllenhaal for Iago? Um, Oh, a preference. Oh, I feel like that's a slippery slope. Um, Oh, <laughs> I love Adam Driver on stage. I think he's amazing, and I would love to see him on Broadway soon. But Jake Gyllenhaal loves loves being on Broadway, so wouldn't be surprised there. Yeah, I, I think with I think there's something kind of commanding about Adam Driver's presence on stage, especially when we saw him in in Burn. This like he just has this hulking persona, which I'm not sure if that squares exactly with Iago. But at least with his military background, Iago has a military background. I, that, that could be pretty interesting, but we would have to wait and see. Now, Grace, that could be a contender for the Tony Award for Best Revival of a Play next year. But perhaps, potentially, a contender for the Best Revival of a Musical next year could be this upcoming City Center Encores production of Titanic. 
And yesterday we got more casting announced for this production. We already knew that Bonnie Milligan was going to be playing Alice Bean in the production. But yesterday we had a whole slew. One could say an iceberg of casting. Oh, well done. Well done. Uh, So we got Chuck Cooper, Eddie Cooper. We did not get Lily Cooper, who just announced that she is pregnant. So congratulations to her. But we also got Drew Galing, Ramin Karamloo, Emily Kuachu, Judy Kuhn, Brandon Uranowitz, speaking of Burn This with uh, Adam Driver on Broadway, and Samantha Williams. There is still like, I don't know, like 75 people in the principal cast of Titanic that they have to announce. But this is incredibly exciting. And they did make a note. They are changing the dates of this production just slightly because the Tony Awards ended up being a little later than I think they originally anticipated. So they are rescheduling the June 16th performance for June 11th. So the show is now currently scheduled to run through from June 11th through June 23rd. That's incredible. I don't remember who any of these characters are in the show just because like they say the names like once except for one of the Kates. They say a bunch, but like everybody else is like, okay, whatever. But uh, this is a great group to get together to sing that show. Grace, I think this will be absolutely remarkable. Wow, Matt, you've you've hit a show that I know so much about. Um, (laughs) Having been in it, um, I actually like legitimately want wanted and still want to be in this production. I'm not even going to play with you. I'm being so brave and bold. Literally, it's one of the greatest scores ever, ever made. Hands down, Mari Esten's score is fucking unbelievable. One. Two, this cast is stellar. Three, all those principles that you name, like, get really incredible numbers. So I, I think that you know more than you think. There is an act to kind of almost like Javert, Jean Valjean type of like number, but it's across like, I think three or four of like the captain, the engineer, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that is really, really, really powerful vocally. I mean, Michael Cerberus originated in this show. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing that one. I just, I've been looking forward to this casting for a long time. It's probably the show I'm looking most forward to, to be frank with you, um, in terms of things that I'm not a part of and things that I'm not, you know, currently. Um, but I, I just, um, you know, I'm like still holding out hope. Um, not enough lifeboats for me, but I think uh, it's it's just, I think they're already doing a great job. And the more they get, also it's the three Kates. There's three Kates. There's, there's three, it's mm-hmm. a trio. Um, and they sing um, Ladies Made. It's beautiful. So who were you when you were in the show? I was Madame Cardoza and I had real dogs because she boarded the ship with five dogs. So they gave me three dogs on a leash that were not trained. Um, But I I took a millinery class so that my hats were um, historically accurate to uh, with the millinery expert of Titanic, the film, because do you know me? It's beautiful work. Uh, all right. One other show and casting thing you want to talk about. Yesterday, Tony Award winner Lilius White confirmed her final performance in the Tony Award winning musical of Town will be March 17th. Uh, this is interesting because I'd actually heard, I think we might have even talked about it before, that she had extended into the summer. So I don't know if she is leaving to maybe go do something else, if she booked something else, or if they got somebody interesting to come in and kind of replace her and she is bowing out earlier. I don't think there's anyone bigger than Lilia White. So I, I would imagine it probably has something more to do with, with her schedule. Yep. All right, Grace. So this is why you are tired and you are exhausted because I'm just going to give a little bit of the details. You can fill it in. But 
the Broadway agency, AKA, which spoiler alert, you work for, which we don't really talk about very often, but they have announced a new project that brings together 20 different influencers for the Arts Insider Club. These are influencers, not just in the theater space, not just in the entertainment space, but in New York and other types of arts, all coming together for this new first of its kind program that will not only provide access for these influencers to Broadway shows and other things around New York City, but also for the first time, as far as I know, will actually compensate them for their work as well. So this is your brainchild. This is your baby. So tell me a little bit about the details here. Oh my God, you're so sweet. I, I've been so excited about this. And and I know that uh, like as an agency, like our CEO Liz Furs has had this kind of like seed of an idea and um, just together in like collaboration with our team and everything, we, we said, you know, what can we do that really disrupts the space, but also like, you know, we talk about a lot on Broadway radio, but I mean it from my heart that like, ultimately, I just want people to know more about the arts, because if you don't know, now, you know, like it's, it's truly, if you don't see it out in the world, we are now addicted to our phones, whether you like it or not. And so the way that we communicate and the way that we learn is through things like this, things through Broadway radio, but also the way that we consume media, especially through social media. And um, it's been a long dream. I love compensating people for their work. I really love it. And it's not to say that other people have not, and they will continue to do so, which is excellent. But for the most part on the influencer spectrum, there's not been an ability to always do that or consistently do it in a way that is comparable to the work that these people create. And we have made a big leap to say that we want this to be a kind of an industry norm is that like if people want content out there then and 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 you know those butts and seats we want to make sure those people are because they're producing gorgeous work a lot of times and how can we make it equitable you can just pay people for their work and their time how hard is that um it is hard but uh i think this is just a part of the next step obviously you know most agencies and we'll continue to have influencer initiatives to um get them into shows and things like that. But in terms of dedicated content, we want this to be a hub that people can just go to all the time to say what's going on. Oh, cool. They went to this show or they went to this arts and culture institution and kind of like flesh it out um, across the board. But I'm really excited to do it. I get to be creative and also work with our friends and, and dear collaborators of mine that are in this space. And it's just, it's an exciting adventure to know that we're doing something that is really good. That's pushing the industry forward that we always look for um, that in an equitable exciting way. So I'm thrilled beyond belief. We had a launch party last night uh, the group is fantastic um, to start. This is the inaugural like founding members. Obviously, I'm hoping that that will continue to grow. But other than that, you can follow them. Like I'm subtle plugging that hard um, at the Arts Insider because it really means a lot to me. And I'm just I'm so honored and excited to usher this. Uh, I think it's it's going to be a big game changer and for the better. So I'm really excited. And thank you for bringing it up, Matt. You know how much I've belabored all of this. I know. I know. So this is um, a a really big deal. Congratulations to you and everybody who's involved. Um, I'm obviously already following it and I cannot wait to see what you guys come up with. All right. I mentioned this earlier, but uh, I've got feel good recommendations for both Hinton Battle and Cheetah Rivera. The one for Hinton Battle is, as I mentioned before, the performance of what you feel from the Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode once more with feeling. Again, I say this not 
Ironically, I say this not tongue-in-cheek. I say this not as a Buffy and Sarah Michelle Gellar diehard fan. I say this literally that I think Once More With Feeling is one of the great episodes in TV history, like in the top five, top ten in terms of what they accomplished with that. So I have that number. And then for Cheetah Rivera, there was a great segment last year when she turned 90 years old on CBS Sunday Morning where she spoke with Mo Rocca. They had some incredible footage from her entire career. She spoke very candidly about not only turning 90, but also her book, Cheetah, a memoir. So I will have those in the show notes. Obviously, there are tons and tons and tons of other videos of both of those folks, and I'm sure they will be circulating uh, around social media for days and weeks to come. All right, everybody, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio, and you can follow me pretty much anywhere at BWW. Matt Grace, where can people find you? You can find me at It's Grace Aki. All right, everybody, have a wonderful hump day, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. They don't belong in any place Their secret they can't hide It's printed on their face I never thought one day I'd plead For half-breeds from a land that's torn But then I saw a camp for children Whose crime was being born Children, Talk.